Welcome to the Career Chatroom, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chatroom. Today, my guest is Andrea Abermathy, and we've decided to talk about transferable skills and how discovering your transferable skills can assist you in making a career pivot. So welcome, Andrea. Would you take a moment to introduce yourself before we jump right into the interview? Of course. Good morning, Erin. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you this morning. And I'm really excited to talk about this important topic for career changers and job seekers. I am currently a career program director with Tech Elevator Coding Bootcamp. I coach Java Bootcamp students in career transition. And in, I work with them in all career-related aspects of the program. Prior to that, I worked for CareerMinds Global Outplacement co- Company. I've coached hundreds of individuals in career transition. I also have a private coaching business, and I have developed curriculum and do presentations for the University of Delaware Professional Continuing Studies Department. And um, prior to that, I have held many educational leadership roles. Terrific. I, I, I knew, um, you know, from your profile that you are doing many different things at once. So it's, uh, I, I thank you for taking the time to come onto the career chat room, because I know that that's a, you've got a lot of things that you're juggling, Andrea, I appreciate it. So let's jump right in. I think that it might be useful for us to take a moment um, and define an HR term that, you know, you and I are very comfortable with, but that not everyone who's listening is necessarily going to have the same level of comfort with, and that's transferable skills. Like, what is what are transferable skills? And um, just give a little bit of a of a of a definition because I, I think it's just not a common term for everyone. I agree. A lot of people don't really understand what transferable skills are. So this is why I'm very excited about this topic. Transferable transferable skills, often known as soft skills, are skills that can be used in any workplace, regardless of the profession or industry. Um, These are skills that you might take from one job to another. Transferable skills ensure you do your job well. Um, these, These skills come from life experiences, maybe volunteer work, hobbies, sports, and previous jobs. Personal attributes and knowledge are also transferable and help to set you apart from others and help you to showcase or highlight the value you will bring to a job in an organization. Um, Basically, these are your unique strengths that you're willing to to, um, bring to a job and why an employer should hire you over other candidates they are interviewing. Right. And it doesn't have to be that you've gained those skills in that target job, but you, you're going to gain those skills all along your career. And it's what you bring with you into that next role, even if you don't have all the other skills that that, that next role um, requires. And, and that's why I think it's, it's, um, it's really essential that people recognize their transferable skills when they're going to do a career pivot. And that's another HR term, right? That we throw around career pivot. Um, But people might not totally understand what that is. And I know you deal with people who are trying to make a career pivot, um, all the time, even if they might not define it as such. Um, and so, you know, what, what is a career pivot? So a career pivot can also be called like a career change. 
So a good way to determine what that career pivot should be is to really think about these transferable skills or things that you are the best at, things that you have um, used in prior careers. Um, so, you know, when you're doing a career pivot, you want to ask yourself questions like, what do I love the most about the current job I'm working in? Or what haven't I liked about jobs? You know, mm -hmm. what, um, what kinds of things can I add value to a new job? You know, when people are interviewing, um, how can I showcase to them that I am the best person for the job that I am, you know, you want to try to, to ask yourself, what are your strengths? You know, why are you going to be the best person to fill the needs that this employer is looking for? Mm -hmm. And I think the, the, the visual I get with a pivot is that that like sharp turn, right? Like, you know, you might have been headed in this direction, maybe based on what you studied in school or what you did in the first few years of your career. But it's that point at which you kind of, I, I, I picture someone like on their heels, like just spinning around in a different direction and, and you know, heading in a totally different totally different um, direction and, and it doesn't have to be totally different, but, but just moving in a different direction, I kind of get that visual of the career pivot. But I think that sometimes people um, struggle when they're trying to make that career pivot with figuring out what their transferable skills are. Um, do you have some thoughts around how people can go about effectively discovering those transferable sure. skills? Um, so again, you want to ask yourself, what are your strengths? What are you the best at? You want to do some, some job market research. You want to look on LinkedIn or Indeed, Career Builder. You want to do some keyword searches. So, you know, for, if I was going to do, if I was going to look for, in my past, I've done a lot of educational leadership roles, but I started coaching, you know, about 10 years ago. And I started looking for um, doing searches for different keywords, maybe uh, coaching, training, presentations, things like that. Um, because I pivoted, even though it's a similar field, I pivoted to a whole new industry, um, you know, like, um, you know, coaching and I was looking at job descriptions, uh, maybe looking mm -hmm. at whether my transferable skills aligned with those with those things that the job descriptions were asking for. So, um, you know, you really want to do some self-reflecting to see what those skills are and then do some job market research to determine if you are going to be a good fit for this new career pivot that you're making. So, um, you know, you may need to add some additional training, some additional skills, things like that as well to be a great fit. Um, but there's always, you always have uh, these transferable skills that you bring to a job from other jobs. For example, my, um, I'm currently coaching the Tech Elevator Java Coding Bootcamp students, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And, um, they are the average age of the student is 31. Uh, they they are learning uh, technical skills to be junior software developers. But our hiring partners love our students because they come from a lot of different careers and industries. So they're bringing transferable skills. So, for example, if you if they have come from a hospitality industry, they might have strong customer service skills. They might um, have, uh, you know, be able to multitask. They might be able to work 
great on a team or have mm -hmm. leadership skills that they bring. So um, when we, you know, when we have employers that we introduce our students to, to help, um, you know, them land jobs and in, in yeah. as junior software developers, and a lot of our hiring partners tell us that, of course, they want those strong technical skills that these uh, students are bringing. But but even more importantly, they want to make sure that they can work on a team well, that they're going to be, um, you know, be personable and um, have, uh, you know, be able to multitask or continuous learners and might have mm -hmm. those leadership skills. Yeah, I was just working with someone yesterday to actually just build her resume, um, someone who's returning to the workforce after a, a career break. And I, you know, I started with asking her about the last jobs that she had and what did, what is it that she actually was doing and 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 you know assigning words to to the things. So, you know, lots of times people don't think about, well, I, you know, I was doing my job, I had these tasks, but you know, what are the words that you would associate with those things you were doing? Were you providing status updates on orders? Were you resolving issues for client representatives? Were you tracking inventory? So, you know, I think that I get very excited about words. I love words. And, <laughs> and so finding the right words to describe what it is that she was doing. And then, you know, this is what I think you were talking about as far as reading job descriptions. When you start reading job descriptions online for things that could potentially be a fit for you, you know, you can then look at how they're describing the responsibilities of the job. And you might even pick up some words that are being used um, to describe those things that you might not even have thought about that you had experience in, but you actually do have experience in. And, and it's, it's, it's when you start looking at these job descriptions, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I was doing inventory management, right? Like right. I, I, I was tracking, I was counting, you know, how much product we were going to put in this package, but you know, that, that, that's could be called inventory management. And so it's, it's really interesting to start to break down the things that you've done um, into, you know, the right words. And then looking also for those ideas as to what are some of the skills that are described in these jobs that you're trying to pivot to and figure out, you know, not, not force fitting, right. Mm -hmm. that, you know, not force fitting that, Oh, if you haven't done it, you know, yes, I'll just say that I did that, but like actually reading the descriptions and, and discovering that maybe I'd have done that. Um, right. Like seeing how your skills align to that mm -hmm. job description and how you can show that you're going to bring value to those to that particular job and that you're a great fit for it that you're going to be the best yeah. person for that job yeah you know when you describe the people who are in maybe customer service or hospitality and they're making a pivot into technology um you know that might be something that uh, you know that they've discovered they really want to do technology but there might you know there's people out there who they might be in customer service or in, you know, some other area teaching. I hear a lot from teachers who, mm -hmm. you know, they, they want to maybe do something different. Um, and so, you know, if we think about how do you discover then some of those career paths that your skills are transferable to, um, you know, you're, when you work with the people in your program, they've figured out, or maybe they're on the way to figuring out mm -hmm. that, that they want to transition and they want to pivot their skills towards technology because they can use all those great skills that they've, uh, that they've, you know, learned in, in their other roles. But there's some people who are sitting in a, a position that they, they know they want to do something different, mm -hmm. but they're trying to figure out, well, what is that different thing? Um, how, how would, you know, how well, would you describe there's, that? 
there are a lot of assessments that you can take to see, you know, what your skills are to see, um, you know, maybe suggesting different careers or industries to look at that you haven't mm -hmm. um, looked at pri uh, previously. But I honestly believe like the best way to do it is really look at the do some job market research, look at what types of jobs are hot now or, you know, or in demand now, and then really just uh, doing your research on LinkedIn and looking for those keywords and trying to determine if this is a job that you want to do. Um, if this is something that you think you could excel at, um, again, using those keywords, once you determine when you think about those, uh, what those strengths are. And I agree with what you were saying. Like, sometimes when you look at these job descriptions, you might not have even thought about some of these strengths that you have. So mm -hmm. um, it is time consuming. It is uh, you know, it does take some time to figure out those strengths and what is a be the best fit for you. You could also um, ask friends and family or former coworkers, supervisors. I, when I started career coaching, um, I had a friend who was a recruiter and I reached out to him and he said, you know, I think you'd be a fantastic career coach. These are, uh, you know, um, I would love mm -hmm. to set you up for an interview with this person just because he knew my personality. He knew how I did, how I worked and things like that. So, um, you know, maybe looking at former performance reviews to see what some of your strengths are, maybe taking, we, we do a Clifton Strengths assessment. Um, I love Clifton Strengths. Do you? Yeah, we yes. use that a lot at Tech Elevator to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we tie that into, their, uh, the students' elevator pitches and resumes and things like that, which I'm going to, I wanted to talk a little bit about branding after we, after, you know, oh, when yeah. you figure out what that career is going to be. Mm -hmm. I love, I love Clifton Strengths um, for the insights that it gives you into what you naturally do well because people don't always see that the things that they are most um, naturally good at. They, they just don't even see the, what those things are necessarily mm -hmm. and, and or even to have the words, again, words. Um, and I'm a communication number one. So that's why I get so obsessed with words, but those words to describe what it is that you do well. So mm -hmm. that's a great, um, that's a great assessment. I always caution people that, you know, it's not going to, it's not a, what did they used to call those? They, um, like an occupational, uh, you know, it's not going to tell you what you should be, right? It's not going to, you're not going to mm -hmm. take the test and it's going to tell you you should be an, a, a speech therapist or you should be an, uh, you know, or whatever. It's not going to tell you that, but it's going to give you the words to describe um, what it is that you do well. And those words could actually um, help you mm -hmm. in that transferable skills um, mm -hmm. discovery phase and be able to then um, start to identify what those roles are that you uh, could be good at. I, I was just um, talking to someone, I think it was yesterday, about how college students, when they are home from school uh, in this, you know, the summer, maybe it's after their freshman year or after their sophomore year, and and sometimes students go away that first year and then they come back and they're just they're not they might not have ever been sure about their major, but then maybe they come back and they're not sure about their major or they're not sure what they could do with their major. And I said to the person that, that you know, I just want to tell college students to when they come home, just in conversation with friends and family, ask them a question that they might not have ever asked before, which is, well, what do you do for work? Do you like it? Mm -hmm. How did you get into it? Right. So you might have family friends that are just family friends that you have picnics with and, you know, mm -hmm. you hang out with their kids or whatever, but you've never asked them what it is that they do and, right. and do they like it? 
And so that's a, I think an interesting way. That's that's what I would call an informational interview, like asking, yeah, setting up, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to be, they might have careers that you've never thought about or that, especially for college students. I love that. Mm Yeah, but it could apply to even people who want to do a career pivot. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're at your 4th of July or Memorial Day picnic, and you're talking to someone who you normally only talk about with, you know, talk about their kids or what their, you know, what movie they saw or whatever, and, you know, just maybe ask about what they do. So um, new conversation pathway to help you discover your next career path. Right. Or they can maybe even shadow some, some, some people in their jobs or, you know, there's, that's a possibility too, to learn Mm -hmm. more about what those, what they do day to day in those jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then once you've kind of made these discoveries about what your transferable skills are, and maybe you've even figured out what that career path is that you want to start pivoting towards, how do you then position yourself to make that successful career pivot? That's a great question. So again, you have to know what this, you really have to know what your brand is, what that career pivot is going to look like. You, you really have to have your, done your self-reflecting and the work to know uh, what that career pivot is going to be. But um, I, as a career coach, I, once an individual has decided what they that career pivot's going to look like, what type of industry they want to work in, what types of jobs they're looking for, I would then start with a branded resume so that I can, it can help work on their personal brand to be able to show employers that this, the areas of expertise or the strengths that they're going to build, that they're going to bring to a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to, um, I can align a resume to a job description. I can pull out those keywords. I can really help brand the person to show star stories or accomplishments, things that they've mm. done in their previous jobs to show that they're going to, you know, they have a history of adding value in customer service. They have a history of adding value as a leader, those kind of things that are going to align with that new career. Um and is that what you mean by branded? So when you say like a branded resume, is it, you're not talking about like colorful logos and themes and stuff like that. It's more pulling out those things that make you unique and showcasing it. Is that what you mean by exactly. branded resume? Yes. Being okay. able to align your brand or your skills with the types of jobs that you're going to be pivoting to. So um, yeah, it's a, this, it's a little bit involved process. And as you said, people, um, a lot of individuals that I coach, they have trouble like coming up with those star stories or those accomplishments. So, um, you know, there's lots of different ways, again, looking at former performance reviews, talking to previous employers, um, you know, people to really see what those strengths are, to really think about those um, things that they have done that are going to align with this new role. Um, and then- star stories. Star stories is an interesting term. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. just to p- pause you for a moment on star stories. I've never kind of heard that phrase before, but I, I like it. I love everything star. Um, but like, so is that is that a long? Is that a long? Like I think of story as kind of like a long narrative, but is it more like a bullet? Like it's, a yeah. A so star short- story star stands for situation, task, oh. action, and result. So ah. um, those are stories that again are you going to you're going to things that you've done to go above and beyond things that show uh, your value. And if we can add metrics, you know, you increased sales by 500,000 or you managed 25 people, things like that. It's always um, helpful. Not every star story is going to have metrics, 
But, um, you know, employers are often looking at the bottom line or looking at numbers. So if we can do that, uh, include those, that's always helpful. But, um, you know, these are, these are things that are going to really show that you align with that job, that you're going to add value. So again, it's hard for some people to think of these things. They, they work hard. They do their job. It's hard for them to think about those things that they've done to go above and beyond. But it's really important to be able to pull those things out to to for the career pivot to show that you're going to add value to the next role that you're going for. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked about star stories because I was just picturing, I was just imagining that that was like just a like a sparkly, um, you know, something really great, right? Like, but I didn't realize that there was actually an acronym. So it's S is for situation, situation, task, action, and result, action, and result. So okay. what situation, is the si- task, action, yeah. result. So what okay. is the situation you were involved in? What is the task mm-hmm. that was assigned to you? What was the action that you took to make a result that was impactful in your previous mm-hmm. roles? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking about how that could be really useful. Um, it, you know, in, 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 there's a situation, um, or not a situation, there's this, an example when I think about like a teacher who, you know, their resume might right now kind of reflect, I worked at this school, I was, you know, these are the tasks that I did in my, you know, teaching responsibilities, then I worked at this school for these many years, and these are the things. And I've been thinking about, and, I, and I'm wondering if you are, um, what your thoughts are on this, but um, that if you're trying to make a career pivot as a teacher, that might be less important to just kind of show each of the tasks that you've done as a teacher, but maybe build the body of your resume to be more focused on, you know, these star stories, right? And then just show kind of at the bottom, like a like a more like a little inventory of where you worked and for how many years, but to focus the the meat of your resume more on these star stories. I, I feel like that could be a really right like and a, a good way to help pivot um, that will highlight those transferable skills. And, and um, so I don't know, it's just something I've been mulling over. Um, I haven't actually, I have a teacher that um, I met at a, at a bridal shower recently and I, and I'm, I was, I want to start working with her on a resume, but we haven't gotten to that point yet where we're reworking yeah. it, but I'm thinking about that. So I have actually, I've coached teachers, of course, I've coached mm-hmm. many different industries and different people, but my, I had a teacher that, uh, wanted to transition to sales, to like business development roles. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of great transferable skills, um, lots of star stories. She she ended up landing a job as a educational sales uh, representative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she was, you know, very detail oriented. She was uh, great at presenting. She had, um, you know, her customer service, working with the parents, working with the other, you know, she, she was a collaborative mm-hmm. team player. These were, plus she had that education experience as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there was, it was very, you know, it, it you know, it, it sounds easier said than done, but it was easy to align her skills for that new role that she, that she was um, looking at. Yeah. And I think that it could, it could be, all those things that you're mentioning about the, you know, the customer service, the working with parents and teachers, well, she's teachers, but working with parents and other teachers, et cetera, you know, putting that together into like uh, the experiences. I always love to kind of ex- tell people to think about your experiences, especially if some of your experiences are 
work experiences and other experiences are maybe volunteer exactly. or, you know, uh, other things that you've done that, that maybe you're not getting paid for. You don't have to think about it. It's just work experiences. Think about it as experiences and pull out those things that you want to highlight um, and into your experiences section. I'm also very fond of actually having a section on your resume for skills Mm-hmm. and for strengths. And so have a, like a header for skills and then maybe at like five or six skills that you think are the mm-hmm. ones that your jobs that you're targeting are most going to be interested in. And then strengths, which I always think of as, as a little bit more personality-based, like I'm collaborative or I'm, you know, a, a, a customer customer focused or things like that. I, I, I'd love to just create sections. Exactly. The, for the branded resume, the, t- the top portion of the resume is the most important. You have a, you know, that head branded headline showing that mm-hmm. what that career pivot is going to be the, the summary is your value proposition. Why should they hire you? Those areas of expertise, which there's computer applicant tracking systems when you apply for jobs online. So not only are they highlighting your skills, but you're going to keyword optimize the resume so that it's mm-hmm. a good fit for those job. Those jobs you are going to make sure it's a good keyword mm-hmm. match to get through the computer applicant tracking systems. And then you're going to have those star stories as well. People look at a resume like five to 15 seconds when they're considering candidates. Um, so mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, that, that important information is at the top. And then you get into your work experience and education after that. Um, yeah. Also, what you were saying. So, in in addition to that important branded resume, you then um, to build that brand, you also need to align your LinkedIn profile. It has to mm. be that brand highlight that brand. Um, you can add. Oh, there's so many things you can do on LinkedIn to show your value. Things that you know you want to keep your resume professional into two pages or less, but. Your LinkedIn profile, you could have videos, you could have podcasts on there, you could have, you know, you could have so many Your voices, who, who, who you follow, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the companies or the leaders that you follow. Um, yeah. And it's, and it changes, like you can change it all the time. So I love LinkedIn as a, as a resume because you can decide tomorrow that you want to, you know, change something on it and you're not, <laughs> you know, you're not throwing away a, a version of of your resume. I, I love the dynamic right. nature. It should of it. be updated all the time and mm-hmm. showing your your skills. And then also your elevator pitch. So when you go to network, your elevator mm-hmm. pitch is like a thirty to forty second uh, story of you, your experience, your transferable skills, your um, you know why why you want to make a career pivot, why you think you're a good fit for that career pivot. Mm-hmm. So you can use that when you go to network with people, you know, when you're looking for jobs and when you interview, it's a great way to show that value or that brand as well. So all those things, resume, LinkedIn, and your um, elevator pitch are going to help you show that, you know, help you get that job, help you show that mm-hmm. you're going to be the best person to hire for that new career. Yeah. I feel like the, um, the about area on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. that summary is almost like an elevator pitch. Um, as you were talking, I was realizing that that's really what um, I think I've been getting um, coaching people towards is using that about. So it's not loading up the about section with every single thing you've ever done, but using um, keywords to call out what you're known for. Um, just recently, I had someone who I was, I, I asked her to really um, upgrade her about section because she sounded, uh, it was just very, um, 
it did it didn't have any life to it, right? And I was like, you got it. You, you're a, you you have passions. You you know you you have much more energy um, than you're showing in your about statement. And she did such a great job that I've been using it as an example. I I've been linking to her profile and saying, make your about summary like this. She used words like, I thrive in situations where blah 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 blah. I. I have a passion for presenting, you know, data in a way that's understandable and 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 helps people to solve problems. You know, I've I've proven that I can handle high pressure situations because I was a, you know, engineer in the female engineer in the only, you know, the only one out in the field. Like it, it, I read it and I was like, "Wow. You are a living breathing person with fire and passion and it comes out in your about statement. And so I feel like it's a, you like what you were saying about the elevator speech, you could almost have your about st- statement be like an elevator speech, but then you also I think you're you're um still going to use an elevator speech in a more traditional way too when you get that opportunity to talk to someone at the picnic or you know maybe an ex- you know an informational interview to be able to kind of grab their attention right away. I, I agree with everything you said. I think you even showed me that that summary, which I loved. Um, but that's another thing that hiring partners ask for is passion. Mm-hmm. They want to see that passion and that excitement. So when you read somebody's about section or, or you know, a hiring manager or recruiter reads mm-hmm. that about section, if they can see that passion in um, a lot of times when people figure out what they want to do in this career pivot, it is something that they you know, again, have strengths and that they're excited about. So that mm-hmm. passion is going to come through even more when they are talking to, uh, you know, hiring managers or recruiters. Yeah. So yeah, I, and it's so important to show that in your summary. I love that. Yeah. So you're, you're positioning yourself through your LinkedIn profile, um, also through your, your resume. Um, that it's, you know, that that's, some of the keys to making a successful career pivot and it's pulling out those transferable skills. So hopefully we've uh, given some people some really tangible things to take action on um, in our conversation today. Andrea, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast and sharing your expertise. Erin, thank you so much for asking me to be here today. And I have really enjoyed this conversation. If anyone listening today would like to connect with me on LinkedIn, if they would like further information about transferable skills or any of the topics we've talked about, or would like some information on Tech Elevator, I would love for you to connect with me via LinkedIn. That sounds great. And that wraps another episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to join us next time in the Career Chat Room. Chat Room.